This week on the Northeast Newscast, we are speaking with Jeff Hurley, the supervisor with the Kansas City, Missouri Parks and Recreation Department's new park ranger program. Hurley says he's excited to get this program going again after 30 years. My name is Jeff Hurley. I'm the new park ranger supervisor for Kansas City Parks and Recreation Department. Wonderful. Okay, so today we are talking about the new park ranger program that will hopefully go into effect this year. So tell us a little bit about your role, park ranger supervisor. As you were or may be aware, in 2017, the uh, city council came out with a resolution to form a committee that would explore crime in the parks, the perception of crime in the parks, and that's kind of the impetus of what got this started. One of the committee's recommendations was to begin a park ranger program, so that's what I've been hired to do. I came on in July of last year, 2018, to get this started, and it truly is starting from the basement. My basic job right now is to research, put together the program, and then once it's fully approved, to implement it. And I don't believe there's been park rangers for about 30 years in Kansas City. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, So I guess it was just this research into the violent crimes that kind of sparked that, that kind of created that back up again? Yeah, I think um, this committee was put together, if you'll remember, uh, when we had the the murders that were occurring off some of the trails in Mm -hmm. South Kansas City. I think that was part of the impetus getting this going, and they really did a good job of looking at the crime that was going on, and and I would say that uh, one of the findings were that most of the crime are just uh, petty crimes, property crimes, and a lot Mm -hmm. of it is is even just the perception of crime. A park gets the uh, reputation of being a certain way, where in reality, of course, there's always some truth to, to most things, but the reality is most of the parks are pretty safe. Uh, when is the proposed maybe implementation of this, or when are you going to be fully staffed? Well, um, my goal is to have us fully staffed by the time the park gets rolling, so April or mm-hmm. May. You know, generally when the parks start getting a little busier, the weather's right. warmer and stuff like that. So we're getting close where we can get a job posting out there and, and mm-hmm. get people through a process and get them hired. So you haven't hired on anyone yet? No, I'm the only one so far. Okay. So what are some of the qualifications or requirements you're looking for for people applying for that position? We are going to be private officers in Kansas City. Um, have to go back through history to kind of look at the situation, but uh, basically Kansas City can only have one police department, so we're mm-hmm. not going to be allowed to be actual peace officers. So we're going to go ahead and certify our officers as private officers with the Private Officer Commission through Kansas City Police Department. My job requirements, because we are going to be Class A private officers and we are going to be armed, I'm going to put job qualifications as having gone through the Missouri Minimum Standard Peace Officer Academy, or you could be a military police veteran, or a third option would be as if you have 10 years of consistent armed security experience. And one of the other things that um, Although it won't be an actual job requirement, I'm hoping that we can get people who have some sort of experience with parks and rec or um, park security or, uh, you know, ranger experience in the Mm -hmm. past. Um, The reason we're kind of doing this, this goes way above and beyond private officer qualifications, but we just want to get the best people and people who are experienced and already have the training. So that would make it a lot easier for us to get people on quickly. I think these people that have had this type of training 
will do a much better job. And you're looking for about five to six, or how I many are you looking for? I will be five. Five, yeah, so okay. So it be six of us total. So my question is kind of what role are they going to play as far as maybe authority that they have in the parks or what that's mm-hmm. really going to look like for the community? Sure. Well, our number one goal and role is to educate the public as far as responsible park use. Mm-hmm. You know, as I've gone around over the last few months and taking a look at parks and stuff like that. There really just is a a lack of education about how to use parks responsibly. People don't really think about it, but there's a lot of people that are, they'll rent a shelter and they'll park their cars on the grass right by the shelter. And they don't realize really how much damage that does and the cost of repairing that type of stuff. Dogs on leashes, those types of things like that really affect the quality of the parks for, you know, the users and other people. You know, I think that, again, our number one goal, hopefully, will be to educate park users. Mm -hmm. Safety will be a major concern of ours. If the rangers don't already have some type of uh, first aid experience and training, we're going to be offering that to them so that, you know, if they come across a situation where somebody is injured or sick in the park, they will be able to help until the arrival of emergency health services Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then finally, we are going to be responsible for enforcement of park-related city ordinances. Uh, One of the things that I've been working on since I've been here and has been passed by the city council is an update to Chapter 53, which is the chapter in the city ordinances dealing with parks and recreation. That has been updated, giving the park rangers scope of operation and some authority. And that authority is to include being able to issue general ordinance summonses. We're still kind of working out the traffic ticket type mm-hmm. uh, ordinance, but I would see that as just being like parking ordinances and not, not moving violations and stuff like that. So we kind of have a, you know, a three-prong approach to what we're going to be doing, and I think all three are, are very important to our mission. I know that we have had some issues with transient camps in the area. We've had um, community-wide cleanups. How would these rangers kind of prevent that from happening, or what role would they play in those issues? One of the the nice things about having rangers uh, working is you have organization that is specifically concerned about what's going on in the parks. Kansas City Police Department does a great job with what they do, but frankly, you know, they don't have the time to specifically patrol the parks. They've got the entire city to worry about. When the park rangers get in there, that's going to be our sole function is park property. Hopefully we can kind of get in there before that situation develops. Uh, What we've been doing so far in Kessler Park and some of the other parks where we do have some homeless people, we try to be as compassionate as we can. We will go up and we'll contact them. We'll just, you know, tell them, hey, you can't live in the park. It's against city ordinance to do that. You can't camp in the park. You can't set up. I've seen three-story wood structures that they've built that aren't safe. There's no building codes, no inspection, no anything to what they're doing. So the approach that I've kind of been taking is to contact them, find out who they are, if they need any services, kind of, you know, let them know that there are services available. Many times we'll partner with the police department and each patrol division station has a a social worker that's assigned there. Mm -hmm. And so I will meet with the community interaction officer and that social worker and we'll go out to the homeless camp or the Mm -hmm. place where the homeless are trying to live and we'll just, one, tell them what the rules are, offer them whatever services they may need. And then we usually, because some of these camps are pretty elaborate, we'll usually give them a time frame to get their stuff packed up and either, you know, move on to somewhere else or 
or to the services that they need. But we don't leave it open-ended. We do give them a time frame and they're expected to, to follow that. And then if not, then we move on with enforcement options. And thus far, I have not had to do that. So they've yeah. been real receptive to you know what we're trying to tell them. And they don't necessarily like it, but they understand and they you know mm-hmm. usually move along for us. Um, as far as the community is concerned, if they do see someone in the parks or maybe just trying to set up camp or doing some suspicious activity, at what point would they call the rangers versus KCPD, or what does that paradigm right. look like? Well, we're still kind of working out how we're going to, to receive things like that. They are welcome to call Parks Department uh, mm-hmm. at any time. But what might be easier is just to call 311, the number for all city services, and they will make sure we get that information. Another question with five rangers plus yourself, um, what is your patrol division going to look like? Is that going to be mapped similar to KCPD patrol division? Well, um, because we're only we're going to have a limited number of rangers, you know, I would love to have 20, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Uh, you know, we have 221 parks, 1,000 miles of trails, and 10 community centers. So, uh, you know, five is frankly not going to be enough. But I'm putting together a, uh, a schedule that I'm hoping with the five rangers and myself, we'll be able to cover the park seven days a week, 21 hours a day by putting them on 10-hour shifts. Um, My hope is to basically, I'm going to divide the city into two parts, north and south. On most days, I will have somebody to patrol north and somebody to patrol south on 10-hour shifts. Okay. There will be a couple of days where there will only be one ranger. Although I'm kind of a you know leadership admin of the ranger program, I'm going to be commissioned and licensed, and I'll be able to be out there too. Would these rangers be maybe involved in the community as far as meeting with neighborhood groups? Because I know there's a lot of, specifically in the Northeast, um, neighborhood groups that are concerned about the crime in specific areas. Would they kind of be able to collaborate with them, or how would that work? Sure. Uh, We'd love to work with the neighborhood associations and community groups. You know, frankly, we get a lot of good information that way and find out where the problems that we need to address immediately. You know, we find out that information through the people that live around the parks. So um, I've already met with um, several community groups to discuss the parks in their areas and what we can do to um, cut out some of the problems that are occurring there. And they range from everything, you know, people reported crime that have occurred in the park or as little as, you know, like we've talked, parking on the grass or people letting their dogs run around wild. You know, so each park is kind of different. And absolutely my goal is to try to get around to as many community groups as I can. And once we get the other rangers on and we're working the various shifts, we'll be able to cover more. Right now, it's just kind of me, so I, I can't get around as much as I'd like because, again, I'm trying to get the program put together. But as mm-hmm. soon as we're on board with everybody, you know, I'll kind of assign the rangers to different groups. And um, so we'll be able to kind of divide and conquer and get to more community groups and figure out what's going on with their the parks in their areas. So absolutely, absolutely. we really want to get that program going. Okay. Are there any parks that you kind of have in mind as your main focus right now? Well, right now, I'm just kind of responding to problems that come about. Um, of course, Swope Park being our biggest, and, you know, we're trying to focus on that. There's a lot of littering and stuff like that in the park, so I'm trying to be there a lot to try to cut down on some of that type of stuff. Kessler Park is another one that we have a lot of concerns about, and it's as little as 
cars going the wrong way on Cliff Drive. So I'm trying, to the extent that I can right now, I'm trying to get up there and just kind of educate people on the one lane is dedicated for bikes and pedestrians, and it's dangerous for them to be, you know, traveling on that side. So I've already contacted a couple of homeless camp, you know, around Kessler Park Mm -hmm. uh, in association with Department of Transportation and the police department. And, you know, we handle that the same way as we've done them all. We, you know, contact them, try to get them services that they might need, and then get them to move move along. Um, Where can people go to get more information on proper park use or things like that? Well, probably the best place to go is the website. You know, you can either go to kcmo.gov, click on Parks and Rec Department, or you can go to kcparks.org, I think it is Mm -hmm. what it is. If you'll just put Kansas City Parks and Rec in the search engine, you know, you'll come up with that. And then there's spots on the site that have park rules and regulations. Uh, The other thing you can do is come to the park headquarters or any of the community centers. Park headquarters is 4600 East 63rd Street Traffic Way right across the street from Swope Park and the zoo there. You know, all all those locations have information on park rules and regulations. So where are you at right now in the process of the whole program? I know you were saying you were trying to get job postings listed. Is that Mm -hmm. kind of where you're at right now? We've actually gone through the process of getting the rangers the authority that they need. You know, we're at that point and we've kind of defined what the job is going to be with the city ordinance and Uh, Right now, I'm kind of working on policies and procedures since this is a totally different kind of a division, I guess, Mm -hmm. than what the rest of Parks and Recs are because, you know, it is kind of law enforcement. It is kind of security. So, you know, I'm I'm coming up with some policies and procedures that will govern how they operate. If I had to kind of determine at what point, I would say we're about 50% of the way there. We are at that point now where we're going to submit the job description of park ranger to the city so they can approve the, since it is a new position, they have to, it has to go through the process of uh, approval. I've been told that that can take anywhere from four to eight weeks. That's the process that we're starting now. As soon as it goes through that process of approval, then we will put a job vacancy out. What would you say, in your opinion, would be really the main community impact that this would have on really everywhere in Kansas City? So what do you think it's going to do for the community? Well, what I hope it does for the community is get them back in the parks. Um, I know, you know, the perception, as we've talked already, the, the perception is that the parks are unsafe and dangerous and maybe not, you know, not as clean as they could be. I want to get us out there and visible to the public and, you know, spend some time on trails and mm-hmm. things like that. Just so that people that are even in the neighborhood parks, you know, I want to be there as a partner with them to kind of take back their park so they're not afraid to send their kids there. Or they're, they're not afraid when they get off work to come out and, you know, walk around the park and get some exercise, let their kids play in the playground and stuff like that. So, you know, that's my number one goal, just to be visible to people and let them know that we're going to be responding to any problems that develop. We're going to work very closely with KCPD on getting them. Since we're there, we see what's going on, and we can get them to come in and and assist us. So I, I didn't mention it, but I am a retiree from KCPD. I know a lot of people on the department, and I have a lot of partnerships that I can kind of lean on. Some other folks that didn't go that route might not have. And so far, you know, i got to take my hat off to them. They've been 
very helpful in trying to help me out in what I'm trying to do. And, and for the most part, they've been very supportive of the program as well. Just my experience back in kind of the business that I'm in now is, you know, I have the time now where on the police department, a lot of times I didn't, you know, I have the time to kind of stand there and talk to them about, you know, hey, what what led you to this? You know, Mm -hmm. do you have any job skills? You know, a lot of them are veterans. A lot of them have job skills. And for whatever reason, they just, they don't follow through with, you know, what's out there to help them. And so a lot of times uh, they just need a little little pushing. A lot of times, I know there's a lot of causes for homelessness, but many times it's just easy sometimes for people to get the free services that are out there, take advantage of you know, people that are just willing to give things to them for free, and then they don't—they don't reach out and try to do things that would improve their lives. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm—I'm I'm no expert, but just kind of personal experience that I've seen, and a little push, a little nod sometimes will will get them to do what they need to do to improve their situation. So my question also is maybe what could community members do to assist the program? But what can residents do to maybe help the rangers with this program? What would that look like to you? It's been proven that when good people come into the parks to use them, the bad people that are in the parks kind of move away. So, you know, the number one thing I would say is take control of your parks again. Get out there and use them. Um, You know, be visible. And then where we come in, is, is if while you're doing that you see a problem, then give us a call. Like I've talked about right now, we're not really operational yet. So, you know, anytime you come across a problem in the park that's immediate, like a disturbance or something like that, mm-hmm. the police 911 is still, is still the correct call to make. Uh, if it's something that is not of an emergency nature, at this point, that's when you can kind of, you know, give us a ring. Yeah. You know, if you, you see a homeless camp or you see you know, the same guys parking under the shelter every day, you know, call Mm -hmm. 311, give them the information, and they'll make sure that we get it. Um, As soon as we kind of get our communication uh, system put together, then there might be some sort of a direct call for us. But, you know, the big thing is just, you know, reclaim your parks, get out there and use them, demand that they be cleaned and patrolled, and, you know, that's what we're hoping to do yeah. a better job at. And that's what I try to, you know, I was just talking to some of the other folks on Parks and Rec recently about that, is, you know, don't don't just ignore that. Mm-hmm. Report it. You know, if you see needles on the ground or yeah. other things like that or, or you think the, the trash is building up in, in a park in your neighborhood, you know, report that because, you know, this is a big park system and there's they're busy and they have their right. priorities. But part of the priority is when people you know, decide to claim their park, that then becomes a kind of a priority for Parks and Rec. So, you know, don't ignore those, those issues that you see, call us, report them, and, you know, they'll be taken care of. Thank you. I think that's all the questions that I had. Is there anything that you, that I didn't ask that you think is important to mention? You know, I would just say we're excited to, to get this program going again after 30 years. Uh, I think it's important for parks departments to to provide this service, especially, you know, they, they want people to use their parks and the people expect the parks to be safe and clean. You know, the Parks Department in Kansas City has really stepped up and made a commitment to bring back the Park Ranger program because they see the value in it. They just want the, the people to know that they've made a commitment to try to make parks safer and, mm-hmm. and more usable for the people in the yeah. city. So. 
And that was Jeff Hurley, the supervisor with the Kansas City, Missouri Parks and Recreation Department's new Park Ranger program. Thank you for tuning in to the Northeast Newscast. I'm Elizabeth Orozco. (laughs) 